0: Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to another uh, episode of Design Recharge. I believe this is 283. We had to pivot because um, Adam is gonna have to reschedule. He had a family thing come up. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, you know, so just sending send Adam and his family prayers for sure. So today we're doing a family meet meetup. So there are people here who've come and I haven't ever gotten to meet in person, but I'm really excited to talk to them today. And then there are people who I've talked to, and Carolyn, I probably know the best because she was one of my students and she's in my mastermind group. So there are people that hopefully we'll all get to know each other. That's one of the things I like about Design Recharge is that you do get to come live and you get to ask questions and hopefully you feel like you are a part of the family. So um, if you wanna join in, feel free just to, um, Tell me or Brian in the chat, and then we will pop you on screen with us. We can have up to 50 people, but it's I'm just Welcome. so thankful I'm not alone. So, thank you, thank you for being my friends today. So, I'm gonna start at the bottom because they're at the bottom for me. So, Naomi, I'm gonna oh, she just took a sip. So, Naomi mm-hmm. is going if you well, Brian, how about you start, and then Naomi, Naomi will come oh, in why and why just, in just,
1: because okay, you know
0: fine. this, uh, we do this enough. So, just tell where you are what you okay. do, and then something interesting uh, about you.
2: Okay, uh, I'm Brian White, uh, I run Tri-Line Studios, um, and Brian White Design, and Prayer for Designers, and so <laughs> I wear a lot of hats, but um, I'm just outside of Kansas City West in Lawrence, Kansas, where University of Kansas is, and where basketball was invented. Um, I think that's probably good enough. So.
0: And you paint. And different printmaking. I paint. I paint. Okay. All right. So, Naomi, how about you?
3: Sure. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, you sound great. Okay.
3: Um, I'm Naomi G. I'm based in Portland, Oregon, and I just launched my independent design company in September last year, so I'm a newbie at doing this solo, and I've been chiming into um, this podcast for uh, probably the better part of a year, and I'm finally getting to join live. I'm really excited about Yay!
0: that. So, um, yeah. Well, cool. So, so what's something interesting, like something outside of maybe design that we can be like, oh, yeah, that's Naomi. She likes tea or uh, something. That's
3: funny. Yeah. So I collect mugs. I just got this one, which I was really excited to find for like $3. Hey, that's great. Is it
0: yes. a tin cup? No, it's ceramic. Oh. Yeah. I like It looks like those old tin cups, you know? Yeah, it kind of does, but much more
3: giant, it feels like. <laughs> it
0: does, or either you're very small. She's very yeah. small, and this is a really big cup. <laughs> well, Naomi, thanks so much for joining. I'm super yeah. excited to get to meet you, and I'm excited that you're, since September, have been on your own, so can't wait yeah. to talk more about like that. Okay, so now we're going to go to Taylor in Illinois.
4: Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm working at University of Illinois as a strategic designer here. Um, and I also do um, a little bit of freelance and do some illustration. Uh, and an interesting fact about myself is that I have a pet giant tortoise.
5: Ooh,
4: how uh, right big? Right now he's not giant. He's like this big. <laughs> <laughs> he will be giant.
0: So will you have space? Oh, does he have a name? Doc wants to know.
4: Oh yeah. His name is Yuri.
0: Oh, nice.
4: He's the first man in space. I think he was like a Russian stunt devil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So will you have to take him outside or will he just have a room in your house at some point?
4: Oh uh, yeah. Once he gets big, he like lives in your yard. Oh, like nice. an outdoor pet.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So Carly, you're next. Okay, I'm probably, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm the one of the stupid dogs,
6: if you can hear them. Um, I'm from Cleveland. I'm an artist and um, author. I'm working on publishing my first book soon. Um, I make a lot of polymer clay sculptures,
0: and I like to photograph them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, and she does great photographing them as well. So how many dogs do you have? two. I have a Boston Carrier and a pit bull. Is the Boston the one barking? They're both barking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They're not used to hearing me speak inside, so I think it's throwing them off. Okay. All right. Well, Josh Lewis, you're next, and then we're going to pop down to Lorenzo.
7: Nice. All right. Hey, I'm Josh Lewis, like she just said. <laughs> um, I'm a illustrator and a graphic designer. I specialize in the children's market, so illustrating picture books, uh, games, and stuff for magazines, stuff like that. Um, Interesting fact, only because it's top of mind, is that my great-great-grandfather was named Oscar Hunt von Gottschalk. And he was a children's book author and illustrator in the early 1900s. So that's that.
0: That's pretty interesting. So last week I was showing a video on to my students about this tablet that I got that's over there. Anyway, and I'm watching this video and this guy's talking and he moves his head and I'm like, there's Josh's um, space poster. I'm like, oh my gosh, I took a screenshot and then I sent him a text and I was like, your poster's in a video. Yeah. And he knows that guy. So it was it was funny, but not funny, I guess. But I was like, oh my gosh, I know that poster. So Clearly, I can tell by y'all's faces that you don't really think. That's interesting. So, okay, <laughs> All right, Lorenzo, can you tell us about you?
1: Sure. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, you sound great.
1: Okay, good. My name is Lorenzo Kirkpatrick, and I'm here in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, I'm a freelance graphic designer, web designer, illustrator. Um, you can check out my artwork at kirkcartoons.com. Spell it. K i r k, c a r t o o n s dot com. And so why Kirk? Uh, um, it's my last first part of my last name, and some people call me Kirk as a nickname.
0: Okay, that makes sense then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's um, awesome.
0: You're just four hours away from me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I should come and visit you, or you, you can come.
0: for sure. <laughs> All right, so. What's something um, unique and different about you? That you anything that's not maybe design-related? Like, do you have a giant tortoise?
1: No, I don't. Uh, every pet I had ends up dying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the interesting thing. Every pet I've had died.
0: <laughs> like, died quickly? Um, <laughs> or just a regular I think, lifetime?
1: I think I'm just not good. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'm not good with plants. <laughs> well, Lorenza, I'm I'm glad because now I get to see your face, and it connects. It helps me connect better when I see them coming in. So I'm glad, really glad to have you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right, Josh, my first Josh that popped in. Josh and starts with a goop. Mm, yeah, goop. That's okay. it. <laughs>
8: Um, well, uh, again, Josh Gooch, um, I, I live a little bit closer um, near, uh, near Greensboro, uh, but I work uh, in a town called Albemarle, North Carolina, which is uh, probably closest to Charlotte in terms of any sort of um, kind of waypoints that people can familiarize themselves with. And uh, I'm the program head at the community college for the advertising and graphic design program. Um, as far as, I don't know, something interesting, let's say outside of design work, which again, I try and do as much freelance as I can, um, is I do a lot of concert photography for, uh, for an online publication.
0: Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's a unique thing. You don't have any pets that you kill regularly, right?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> don't be like me.
0: <laughs> All right. So Carolyn, end us off. So Carolyn's not in Alabama anymore. No, I, you can hear me, right? Yes, I hear you good.
5: Um, yeah, I used to be in Mobile. I moved up to uh, Washington State about three years ago, and we were on Whidbey Island for a while. I just moved down to Seattle. So um, right now I'm trying to do, I'm doing freelance, and then I'm trying to make a transition from print and branding into visual, UI, UX,
0: so. Ooh, so what are you doing to get ready to do that? Um, well, I met with David O'Hara oh, this morning. Did? Oh, yeah, you did? He That's terrific.
5: He was a joy and he gave yeah. me so much advice. So,
0: um, i about to read meet up my with, He's good to meet up with on a regular basis. I know Brian knows David, mm-hmm. maybe Josh. Did you get to meet Josh Lewis? Did you get to meet him at creative South?
7: Uh, I don't think so. Though. Oh, well I met a lot of people, but that does not come to mind. <laughs> or he, well. he does not come to mind.
0: So David is, Amy said David. Yes. Yes. That's right. Mark from Axon, but he was, he was from Pensacola. Okay. Anyway, back to Carol Ann. So you met with him, but one of the things I told you, I, I introduced her to him because they're in the same area. And I know David's really good about connecting, but
1: mm-hmm. he
0: wants to connect on a regular basis, not just like one time coffee, which I think is terrific because then it, you'll have these friends for your whole career you know
5: yeah definitely we took a look at my LinkedIn profile and we looked at my portfolio and he gave me some tips and then he invited me to like three different slack groups and showed me some other people that I need to connect with and showed me some meetups and mentorship programs so yeah it was really helpful
0: that's awesome yeah so how long do you think it'll take for you to transition
5: Um, I guess it depends on, I'm trying to find jobs right now that are willing to train me a little bit while I'm doing my own training. So I'm doing Skillshare classes and doing Linda classes and I'm kind of just working on old portfolio pieces and kind of doing uh, practice stuff. So some of the branding um, projects that I did freelancing, I'm like adding apps to or redoing the website kind of and adding some other stuff that more relates to that. So I'm trying to find a job right now that might take me in as a little bit less than what I think my experience level is, at least as a print designer. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to see, it's about just convincing people, like I I can do the job, like the, the stuff that you can do for the stuff that you learn doing print design translates so easily into digital. And so it's really just convincing someone that like, it's, it's just learning a new program. And even then they're so
0: similar that it's not really that
5: hard to pick up on.
0: So Caroline, Ann Ann and I are in a mastermind group, which we talked about. And so I know I haven't sent out the little things, but I am. So Taylor, I know I owe you an email with, along with some other people who aren't here as well. But one of the things that's great about mastermind, one of the reasons that I started the one I'm in was because, um, Caroline was in a transition time. She was working from, um, she was doing freelance but then she was also kind of like doing some retainer clients that were more than i guess obviously retainer and you could just i just knew Carol Ann was lonely right yeah it was just because because <laughs> you were um working alone and you had been at an agency and so it's a lot different and so i feel like there's some benefits about working at a at a place right so brian's a kind of working alone I guess unless his cat comes in right <laughs> yeah. and Josh you're working alone at home I mean you it's not like you're Carly's working alone <laughs> obviously we have three people that, that are maybe and Naomi's working alone I mean just the people I can see right here Josh <laughs> Gooch is not he's at a university as well as Taylor which I think is really interesting that you're both there and uh Amy Drill works at a university there's there's a Um, group that there's the UC College Design Association. Do you guys, Taylor and Josh, do y'all know about that one? I just learned about it, um, but missed
4: the conference, so I'll have to convince uh, my boss to take us next year.
0: Yeah, so that may be a great place because sometimes just connecting with people who are doing the same thing, and that was what I think was was an issue really for Carol Ann was that she was just alone, and she had been used to being with all these people and the energy is different, and then trying to manufacture that, and so Carolyn, you did something that a lot of people do. You did a like a co-working space. Hmm. Yeah, but it was forty-five minutes from where I was, so that
5: mm-hmm. was. But because I, I worked on a, um, we were living in a really t- a really tiny town, so there was just nothing else, and the closest communal working space was forty-five minutes away. So well, that you got go a there a couple though.
0: days, a couple days a week only, right? You didn't go every day.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going like, especially when my husband was deployed, I was there a lot. I was there every day cause I didn't want to be home alone, but once he got back, yeah, it was, it was less.
0: So Naomi, what about you? So you, since September, what were you doing before September? Were you working in a company?
3: Yeah, I was working for an engineering firm and I was actually doing their marketing coordination, but, um, lots of event management, and I had taken a really long break from graphic design when I first started after college. I had a really nasty boss who basically, like, demeaned everything I did, and I was, I turned into kind of his assistant instead of a graphic designer. I would, like, run to the supermarket and get him a soda. Like, that was part of my job, and it just... I just was really naive at the time and just thought, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to be a graphic designer. I'm out. And so um, I took like a seven year break and I ended up working for my church for five years and really evolved that role into being a graphic design role. So I did all of their, you know, sermon cover art. I did all their um, website maintenance. I didn't create it, but I did their maintenance. I did all their bulletins, you know, stuff churches need. Right. and my husband and I just had a big conversation one year about, like, where where do we want our careers to go? And I expressed I really miss graphic design. Like, I wish I was doing this full time. Um, and so he encouraged me to just uh, go search for something else. And I ended up at an engineering firm. And um, I did a lot of PowerPoint design, which is turned out not to be my favorite, um, but I actually um, turned the marketing. They knew I wanted to do design, but they didn't have an opening for designers, so I was doing their marketing stuff, um, and it turns out I'm not a marketing guru either, and so um, they hired a design director, and I started being his production assistant mainly, and they realized they needed somebody to be doing the marketing. So it was actually their idea, hey, can you go start your own company and contract with us instead because we can't have a full-time designer, but we could contract with you, but we just need to replace you because we need someone doing the marketing. Um, And so, I am contracting still with them right now, but I also joined a co-working space that has a weekly meetup, so I get to be with other designers and kind of check in with our goals every week.
0: That's Um, great. Where are you? What's that? Where are you? I'm in Portland. So you should connect with Karina, who's also in Portland, but I'll make sure I get your email and we'll connect. So she's in our mastermind group. That's why, I, I mean... It's not like you live anywhere near Caroline, I know, but you're sort of in the same. Well, it's like general. four hours. It's yeah, I was, safe, best
7: friends.
3: I was <laughs> really um, feeling connected when you were talking because I am also in a suburb, so I'm 45 minutes actually away from my co-working space. So to, that's why yeah. I'm home today. I actually had a, a check-in with them this morning, and I just had to call in because I, I didn't make it out the door in time. And so I was going to be late, so – um yeah, forty five minutes is so much longer than it sounds when you're doing it every day.
0: Does yeah. anybody else work in a co-working space at all? Ever? Okay. And so Jordan says he'll be visiting Portland in April. So that's awesome. Okay, so um it looks like so with Josh Gooch, do you do you work do you have other people that you work with, right? Oh
8: yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a whole building of, of other instructors and, and all sorts of people. Obviously, students all day, every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels like that's who I work with, and not um, students, students. I mean, not Pete, not work. You know, fellow professors or whatever. So mm-hmm. anyway, so um, there's also a group just for professors, and I don't know if you know it's on Facebook. For it's like uh, you just have to be a graphic design instructor somewhere. So, if and we share all kinds of resources, you want me to share oh, wow. with them?
8: Yeah, I mean, I love the uh, Adobe Education Exchange for that, but no, I'm not familiar with the, the Facebook group.
0: So, I will, if you email me, then I will put you in. We'll get to be Facebook friends and then I'll add you. Nice. I'll suggest to my friend Scott to add you in and then hopefully we will be able to do it. So, the only reason if you're hearing feedback, it's because somebody doesn't have earbuds in, and sometimes that makes it so we're hearing me through or them through my, whoever speakers that don't have earbuds. Anyway, that's the only thing. That's, so yes, I think um, if I hear something, I don't know if that was, anyway. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was doing this continuing educating and then also when you're learning something, like Carol Ann's learning UX, UI, and then she's pivoting, or, or she may decide to just do one thing, or just do app design, or something. So, because sometimes when we start learning, going down a um, a path, it uh, takes us somewhere else. And I would tell Carolyn, have look into General Assembly. That's what Hiba did. Oh, right. and she's been doing. Um, she's on Adobe Live right now. I think if they're live, right? Um, but General Assembly is a good resource for UX UI. And she took some general assembly courses and then it's a little bit deeper dives than maybe Skillshare. Um, but there, I think that, you know, it's, it's just kind of like finding some paths to go down, but that's another one. So did any of y'all, what else have you, what's ex- an experience you've had that you've been learning something and then you decided either, oh, this wasn't for me or you were like, Uh, I think I'm going to dig deeper into this one specific area. Does that happen to anybody? All right. So Josh, tell us.
8: Um, For for me, you know, I've felt personally like it's been important to to learn coding. And um, I'm comfortable with HTML, CSS, but I want to get more on the interactive coding side. And so, you know, I had some uh, fellow instructors here on campus that could point me to some resources, even let me in one of their classes. Um, And we were trying to learn a language. And what I learned pretty quickly about trying to learn a language is Mm. I just needed programming fundamentals. I needed to start way, way back before even tackling uh, a language. So, and that's happened to me in other scenarios as well where I feel like I need to learn something but don't know the history or, let's say, the foundational components to really learn what I think. I need to learn.
0: So, what are you doing to learn it? What are you using?
8: Um. Well. Um, mostly online resources um, from the standpoint of um, just uh, fundamentals of programming. There's actually a good. Um, what is it? Is it edX? E E D X. Hmm. Um, where you can go get the the, the free. Um, you know, uh, massive classes. Um, There is actually a good just kind of intro to computer science class on there that's been quite helpful.
0: So it is, like Brian, weigh in on this. What do you feel like about learning code and then also doing design?
2: Uh, Like the pivoting part of it is like where I would get to a point and I'd realize I either don't like this or I could get another contractor and make more money and have them do it Mm -hmm. than me. And then focus on stuff that I like better. So, you know, I looked into JavaScript and I pulled back pretty quickly. <laughs> but I, you know, I was like with Shane Helm, you know, way back building sites in 97. So in 2006, we had to do a full shift, shift pivot. Oops, uh almost, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, uh, to CSS and that was like a whole new thought process, but everyone coming in now is like, what? You didn't have CSS before that? <laughs> like, what right. did you do? Oh yeah, it was all in line. Yeah, so,
0: um,
2: sorry, what was the question?
0: <laughs> so, so, But here's one thing with Brian, he's constantly learning new things. He's also always trying to make his workflow better. So, but he is quick to kind of like, uh, see if it's not for him. So how fast did you realize that JavaScript wasn't for you?
2: uh probably half a day. <laughs> yeah, so, I I I like, you know, I would do a sprint like uh, like a 2-hour sprint and then have some coffee. I came back and I was like I didn't make it through the second sprint. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not for me. So um but so, I love knowing basic HTML, CSS and like where things go and like if there's a tag that's missing or something. And like being able to look at the code and know if it's just junk or not. So, right. yeah, right.
0: But you also are able to kind of um, determine if because you used um, what's that thing? Fusion? Not fusion. What's that? Figma. Thing? Figma. Figma. Yeah,
2: yeah that's a that's a big pivot for me. Last January, uh, I had a I like David O'Hara, like. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing because we work we I have a client that's like direct competitor of his so we like don't talk about UI sometimes (laughs) but um, I was using sketch and then uh, uh, what is the other one Um, I was not using XD back then because it was so bad (laughs) uh, but then um, envision I was testing that out but sketch like it just became so clunky and there were so many plugins and it would crash and it was just like, there's a better way to do this. So um, uh, Eddie uh, from uh, Unfold was telling us about Figma last year.
0: He has a last name though. Yeah. I can't think of what his last name is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it was like, he said, learn Figma. And I was like, okay. So I jumped on and then uh, Sean Moynihan it was really good just like you can collaborate on it. So he came in and was showing me some component levels and symbols and stuff. And so then I was like, I'd actually forced myself to do a fake project uh, because I didn't have someone to do it right then or a project and, and it took me like three weeks. But through that process, I learned the new, like I learned Figma and realized how much stronger it was than Sketch or XD. So it was it was pretty it was good so it's a pivot but it was a lot of late nights so
5: that's the problem I'm having is trying to figure out what app I need to learn mm. or what program because I got sketch I did sketch for a little bit I already had Creative Cloud so I was doing XD I just downloaded Invision <laughs> so I need to so how do you
0: too? how <laughs> do you decide and why what would be some advantages so because this is the problem you think you're gonna just learn this one thing and then it just blows up and you're like oh my goodness there's all these doors to go down so brian how mm-hmm. do you decide and how do you continue to keep learning and then because uh, obviously caroline we have to know what your end goal is is your end goal to continue to freelance and just do this or is your continue is your goal to have some skills so that you can do a full-time job in, in media the latter Okay, so Mark says he also wants to learn Figma. Mark in Bermuda.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So but, what about the answer, Brian, sorry. Well,
2: I think you have to, it kind of depends on how you want to approach it because like one of the agencies I work with in, in Maryland, or like outside of DC, they've been at Adobe. And so I help, well, I've been doing Photoshop with them for like six years. And I'm like, I can't do Photoshop anymore for you. We have to do sketch because it's ridiculous. And so then as Figma came a- across, we started collaborating directly with them. And and now XD, they were more Adobe centric. And so I was looking into Adobe and actually I forced myself to do another project, a bus company we're working on right now, but it in XD. And the fluidity is there for animation and they've done a lot of neat stuff. They've copied Figma, of course, and some other mm-hmm. ones, but... It, there's some major topography issues and so this is like it's like it kind of depends on you know it's like you can't do all uppercase or like set
4: or set, a bulleted set. list
2: oh, no, no there's bullets. no bulleted list in anything right now so it's stupid but but the idea is like what's most like if you're trying to get a job what are most people using right now in agencies or the places like design studios you want to work at so obviously sketch is out there, you know, and, and if like, if you know, sketch, you know, like 80% of Figma, the 20% that's way better is in Figma. So.
6: And I
5: okay, So it's not like if I learn one, I can't learn the rest. So if I put, I,
2: I think if you shot it all four, you'd, you'd be kind of mediocre. So it's like, <laughs> I would work at two that are more broad, like, Probably XD because it, they are working on it. They're going a lot faster than they usually do. I think they're getting their butt kicked. So um, just, yeah, maybe XD and Figma, you know, because then if you know Figma, then you can jump into Sketch. It's just got a real weird system. So, and what
5: about Envision? I haven't even opened that one yet. I don't like it. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I,
2: I think that, I think Envision is like for uh, like creative directors who I, I don't know. I'm not going to speak into that one. So
0: <laughs> I can cut that out.
2: Yeah, oh. No, I didn't say anything
0: bad about it. No, just, you didn't. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> okay, so um, what other areas, so like uh, Josh Lewis, in illustration, where have you been able to, like you think, oh, I'm going to do this and then you pivot? Because you were just a regular designer and then you started illustrating for your job. So can you talk about a pivot that you made in that situation yeah
7: as far as like from design to
0: or in illustrate or even within illustration so going from yeah. paper to the ipad or
7: yeah so i've been <clears throat> i've mostly done digital illustration but i still keep a sketchbook so recently i uh i do a lot of personal projects So if you're not familiar with my work at all um and so this latest personal project, I forced myself to do the whole thing in procreate um, this little mini picture book that I'm posting on Instagram and um, my workflow got all jacked up <laughs> because Procreate's pretty different from Photoshop. It's really great. Um, but some of the things like constantly having brushes up and constantly having my color palette up kind of threw me off a little bit, but I found some workarounds. I was using uh, brad woodard's uh mid-century uh brush pack from retro supply company and that was like a game changer as far as like um being able to do the project to be to begin with there's a lot of gouache um effects and brushes in that so so it's a little trial and error i still want to keep digging in because i really think everything's heading towards the ipad illustration wise and once photoshop uh, full-blown version of Photoshop sometime this year um, from Adobe, uh, I think that'll be – once they can perfect that, I think uh, um, Cintiqs will be a little more scarce. Only for, like, the big, mega, you know, only big companies that need, like, bigger screens to draw on. But...
0: Or, like, so that's like animation. Go- they'll still probably use right. Cintiq, right? Because it just yeah. is a – it's a tool that's really good for them, but right. I agree.
7: Yeah. And then just from there, I mean, I've been pressing in, I mean, the depths of illustration, I think I'll be working on the rest of my life, but I'm um, just like the fine art of storytelling and mm-hmm. uh, getting into writing as well. But it's just like, how do you make, how do you transcend, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts, the tools of, well, this is how I get this effect. It's like, how do you transcend? And, how do you make somebody feel something, whether it's humor or heartfelt moments, how do you get that expression out into your character? And that kicks my butt every time, but um, it's just continuing after each personal project to like make lists of like, here's what I learned, you know, Um, here's what didn't go so well, here's where I can get better and just keep pressing in and pressing in, so.
0: I think that, that that's a critical for any type of design. If you're doing like Carol Ann and you're doing UX or you're doing the pivot, Amy says she's doing the pivot to UX UI, but it's really about, I think some of that's the strategy that how do you get the person to feel this or how do you get this action if you're in UX UI? So it can't just be that you're a widget Turner or a, you know, you just do this one thing, you know, it is about telling the story. It is about that deeper part, I, I think. So I have a question for Naomi again. So because this seems really interesting that you took the seven-year kind of hiatus and then you come back, what, what was like a big pivot for you in, in your learning?
3: Like what helped me get back in a like creative
0: flow? Yeah. So like going from, I mean, you were still doing stuff for your church, which I think was, you're doing design stuff. They just didn't know maybe it was design. So you were, you were kind of getting back into it, but then what, you know, where did you make, cause coming back to design after seven years, sometimes it's like, Oh, Brian had to go get his kids. Bye Brian. Um, so what, what was that step? What was that? um did you do anything? Did you go, did you do any classes? Did you just jump right back in or were you still always kind of using the tools?
3: Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Cause during the time I was working for my church, I was doing, I. W- Mm, The bare minimum is probably the wrong thing to say, but like I wasn't actively learning new things. I was just applying what I knew already. And so when I decided I wanted to actually pursue design as my career again, I was really nervous that all of my information was outdated. So the first thing I wanted to make sure is that I actually knew how to use like the current Adobe programs because Mm. I was working on CS5. So I just did some Googling to make sure like how much has changed. And then I, I did like on one and a half speed Linda courses of just basic like InDesign illustrator stuff to be like, am I completely delusional to think I can go back to this after not pursuing
0: continued um, education? You obviously found you weren't delusional. It is, you can go back to it. Right. Right. Yeah. So then I started binge watching like
3: Linda courses, which is probably not the best thing to do because you're not super learning if you're not hands on, but I was just kind of just, wanting to drink information through a fire hose for a while to just see like, is this actually what I want to start doing? Cause I haven't had my mind in this place mm. for a long time. And so, um, and then I stumbled on Von Glitschka's like creating surface pattern Linda course. And I like fell in love with surface patterns. And so then I watched his on like half speed. So I could like actually do something <laughs> while I was watching his, his course. And, um, and so I, I don't actually know if I finished this course cause I got so immersed in like creating my own patterns. Um, but because of that, just wanting to like get myself in the rhythm of like creative thinking every day, I set a personal project to do a 60 day challenge where I was working. I felt really time constrained since I was working full time. So I said for 30 minutes every day, I'm going to work on a pattern. So whether that's digital or just sketching it out, I'm just going to post
0: pattern love, right? On Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I'm clicking in that's coming together. Okay. That's me. Yes. And
3: so that 60 days really like opened my eyes that I love surface pattern design. And so now, you know, that was probably nine months before I actually launched my business. And so I wasn't in the mindset of like, maybe this can be a thing um, that I do, but, um, now I'm trying to figure out ways, you know, every time I get a new client to work with patterns. (laughs) And then I've also launched an Etsy store and like a society six, just to try to like push my patterns out there and see what happens.
0: So uh, another reason now I want to connect you to, um, Karina is she always does great in her brands she does these great patterns. She always will create a pattern for mm-hmm. if she's doing a new brand for somebody. So that's cool. one way for sure. And then, um, our other friend Jody, who's in our mastermind group, she is was a textile designer, so that's all she really did was patterns. Yeah, she's going to be on the show in I don't remember, sometime soon. And, but she is, I think she's going to do a little side thing, video with me about creating these seamless patterns. Cause I think, and it's different, like an illustrator as it is in Photoshop. Cause she'll really, she does more in Photoshop, but anyway, I, she's in um, Idaho. So not that far, but not yeah. that close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Alan, who is here in the chat and he was one of our students, he, um, he also does patterns. So you guys should follow each other. So. Alan, write down your um, Instagram in the chat and then you are pattern love, right? Or patterned. Sorry, I muted it because I oh. think I'm part of the feedback issue. Uh,
3: Yeah, patterned, like past tense. I'll, I'll put it in the chat.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. How, will I, how will underscore I draw is Alan's. Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. We follow each other already. Oh, well,
0: perfect. Yeah. Because he does a lot of patterns too. And I think it's always good to kind of if you're niche down, if you found something you really love, it's good to kind of figure out. But like when I've done some courses online, the Lilla Rogers or um, some other ones, they really want you to make a pattern in something. So you may be making some illustrations. I don't know if you ever do this, Josh Lewis or not, but if you do a pattern or if you do a illustration and then you create a pattern, like maybe if you were doing a real physical book, You know how they'll do a a pattern sheet on the left or the inside page. Yeah.
7: Those are called end pages, but yeah, I've done those. Mm -hmm.
0: Good to know. All right. So I have a question. I'm going to, I'm going to get back to you, Taylor. You're going to be my last question, but I have a question for Carly. So Carly does these, uh, you know, I've shown you my beaver, right? I mean, he's so cute. He's not focused really wants you to focus on him. But anyway, he is, uh, made of polymer clay and then she does all these amazing things, but then she does this photography. So Carly, I don't know if you have anything you have on your desktop that you could pull up so that people can see kind of, or Instagram or I could do it, I guess, but, um, what I can pull it up if you want. If can you I'll go there. Oh gosh. Okay. That'd be great. So when did you learn photography and how did you pivot into that?
6: Um, oh gosh. I don't know. Um, it, I guess I've been a Photoshop hobbyist since about 2007. And, um, but actually how I got into polymer clay was a little bit of a pivot. I was, um, I was working at a bakery and as a cake decorator. So I did a lot of um like fondant sculptures and that was by far my favorite thing to do more so than like drawing the cakes. I'd like to just sculpt things. Um, and I just didn't get to do it a lot at work, though, because the price point was really high, and we were kind of a lower-cost bakery. But, um, yeah, I was like, you know what? I think that's a lot like polymer clay. I could do it myself, just for fun. So I did, and um, ended up just kind of building a business. I did a lot of wedding care, which still do. I uh, saw a lot of wedding cake toppers. So it's more like an art sort of, like, fine, fine art sort of sculpture thing. I can show you my, um, my wall of stuff, though, uh,
0: Yes! Like... Um,
6: this is that's probably not very good. Uh, here's a a guy without. But so I
0: yeah I just so you'll make them things. and then do you keep all of them and then you use them in like a set shot for things? Yeah, I, yeah. I actually. Um, oh, here's some. This
6: is uh, Wilhelm Grimm. Oh. But yeah, I'll make I'll make these characters and then I've got like a photography like setup where I'll kinda of pose them in these little shots and then kind of make scenes that way. So it's it's kind of like um Alicia Cologne's type mm-hmm. of style, except um I don't use paper, I use clay.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: So it's kind of building the illustration from um So how long stuff. has
0: how long have you
6: been doing it? Um Well, I got into it when I was just selling character sculptures um, and just posting it on on Instagram for fun. So I'm going to say probably like 2010 is when I started photographing my my stuff. But it was mainly for sale, you know, to promote it as like a sale item online and to kind of show my work to get people to buy the sculptures. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I've kind of pivoted from that sense where I – I really have a vision of something of trying to take the characters and turning them into something that's I guess in a two D format versus just in the figurines, just to make it more scalable and just kind of still keep the same vibe of just uh, the character design and kind of what Josh was talking about before of just the uh, kind of communicating that um that feeling and that energy and kind of do that. But
0: So I wanna show them the some of the soundtrack. photography because I also I do really believe that the photography really uh can sell kind of what you're talking about so you create this this scene and it's funny you always have great humor with them there's your dog your dog's uh and i'm just clicking through i should probably do this so um let me see so obviously there's my beaver in in an awesome little scene but it's like creating that part this the the sticks and the um you know it's those not my illustration, the your thing's way better than mine. Oh, but that was so cute. That was like, that was totally the inspiration for it.
6: I just loved, I just love the kind of happy, sweet feeling that you do when you showed us your illustrations. So I'm like, oh, I'd really like to try to see if I could capture that like three-dimensionally. It's kind of as a different sort of challenge, but well, you yeah, totally I'm
0: inspired by your, your, made you made him so cute but like the sticks and the 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 blue and the green and knowing the depth of field and really kind of because you're dealing with these small pieces and this isn't just the only one you've done but to me you had to really embrace photography and understand it to be able to do the things that you do not just the sculptures but it's also you do create these scenes in that 2d realm yeah
6: yeah i had to it was a learning curve of trying to get my photography that to look technically better and I'm still learning how to kind of master lighting and, and that kind of thing what, what what should be digitally composited versus what I what I
0: need to build in the scene which which do you like I mean do you still like building the scenes better than taking the photos
6: no I, I like it all <laughs> I yeah I it's kind of I really like this process because it kind of is a culmination of everything I really, I really love. Um, I'm making a book that kind of has an educational bent to it. My background is actually not in design. I'm a Spanish teacher. Um, So my background is more in education. And then, but just kind of as a lover of art stuff, just kind of took the things I I like. I like character design. I like sculpting. Mm. I really like humor and playing with the scenery. So, it's just trying to always figure out how to get is you know try to improve my skills in all those areas simultaneously and learning how to write better. So it's right. a lot. <laughs> we always
0: have so many things that we're trying to do. So Taylor, at your university, how many other designers are there? Um,
4: I'm not sure the university as a whole. It's University of Illinois, so it's huge. Um, but on my team, there's another designer and a creative director. Um, and a strategist and two web developers. And we're a creative team for the university, uh, kind of as a whole. Um, So we have people come to us with their needs who don't have their own marketing teams within their departments. Um, And we do kind of like contract basis work for them. So it's still kind of like, I used to be in an agency. So it's still a little bit like an agency where we have like clients, but they're all um, playing for the same team. So <laughs> it's like a weird hybrid of in-house and
0: uh, like agency. Yeah. So, okay. So then after work, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were like, oh, when I get off work, I'm just done. You know, I can't really. And so I think like Carly and Josh and these people who, this is all you're doing, uh, Naomi, This when you, all you're doing is this stuff, how, how do you, it, you don't, it doesn't, it's not as painful to work longer or on the weekends or something I guess but for you so you're tired, maybe maybe I mean I mean I really like my job but sometimes I get tired um so how do you keep the motivation what do you do to keep because you still do freelance and then you do illustration so how do you keep that going
4: um I think the biggest thing that helped is I was at an agency, a marketing agency full time, uh, where I was working 60 to 80 hour weeks. Um, and then I traded it for this job where I work 40 hour weeks. So that's a built in 20 hours that I'm like used to uh, keep working. And I've just kind of switched that over to uh, like my own stuff, like working on illustration and uh, like the occasional freelance stuff.
0: Um, but it was like somebody made you a slave. And so now you can't get out of not Yeah, Yeah, Now
4: I'm just like a glutton for punishment. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, I do select my freelance clients very carefully as far as design goes. Uh, I only do things that like sound like they would be fun to me if someone comes to me and they're like, we need you to program 50 banner ads. I'm like, "Eh, maybe find someone else. Like, unless you're going to give me the money and make it worth my time. But
0: so then so then where have you seen, like either at work or in your side gig, where have you seen in learning, um, how have you pivoted and what have you like dug into that you're like, hmm, maybe I'll keep going on this? Or like Brian with JavaScript, like after two hours I'm done.
4: Um I'm currently learning illustration, so I'm doing a lot of um, SVS courses and I just signed up for my first live class um, because uh, I think it's really helpful to like actually have people to talk to and bounce your ideas off of. But I love SVS because they also have a forum. So even if I'm not doing something or if I'm going through a class that maybe some of the other people on the forum have gone through, I can post my stuff there and ask them for feedback. Um, So that's really helpful but that's kind of what I've been digging into recently is, uh, like getting some skills in illustration.
0: That's cool. So how about you, Lorenzo? What have you done with either in cartoon or in just as a freelancer?
1: Well, um, I first got into graphic design, doing website design. Um, and this was many years ago before there was a uh, WYSIWYG, um, mm-hmm. And so you had to hand code everything. So I've been doing that for years. And um, So
0: bread and butter was really web design?
1: Yeah, it was. It really was. And um, all that time I kind of let my drawing go. And, you know, up until then I've been doing drawing. Even when I went to school, um, my major was art studio, um, doing drawing, figure drawing and you know, learning how to perfect my drawing and painting. And um, recently, a few years ago, I've decided, you know, I'm really not happy doing web design. Um, mm. all, the, all the time I've been learning how to do uh, the CSS style sheets and how to do the JavaScript, put that all together and uh, learn a little bit of the PHP and all that coding. Um,
0: the stuff that makes you I, cry.
1: Yeah, it was it was frustrating to me. And I decided, you know, I really don't like doing this. Mm-hmm. Which is kinda crazy because I love coding to make a video game. <laughs> I have a I have a mobile game on uh iOS and Android. Uh, I love fun. coding for that. So what's know, the difference
0: but... do you think? So really you went down a rabbit hole that you really enjoyed for gaming, but you didn't enjoy for web. So what was really yeah. what was the What was a pain point in the the web that wasn't a pain point in the gaming?
1: With the web, it seemed like a lot of back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Let me try and do this. That didn't work. Okay, let me try this. That didn't work. Let me try this. Okay, that worked. But why did it work?
0: Oh yeah, there's a lot of magic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whereas with the game development, it was like, okay. Let me code this in. Okay, I see what it's doing. Let me make an adjustment to make it better. It seemed like me and the game coding clicked better.
0: <laughs> hmm. What language um, is it?
1: I'm using C Sharp. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm using a game engine called Unity, and it uses C Sharp.
0: That's cool. Um,
1: and it's, uh, it's a harder language to learn, but I, I love it. Um. So that's that's not something I'm doing to make money right now. It'd be great if I did, but, I'm, but
0: maybe I'm, you will. Sometimes those side projects, yeah. just like Carly was making fondant sculptures and now she's, you know, full time doing her illust- these sculptural <laughs> illustrations.
1: Yeah. Trying to figure out how to, how to monetize what you have fun doing. I think that's the trick. So
0: Mark, Mark has a question for you, Lorenzo. He says, so why not back in programming out of curiosity? mark uh, that.
1: As, as far as the web design
0: Mhm as then. opposed to front end if you like code or C sharp
1: See I was doing some of the back end and I didn't like it. Oh. Uh, yeah, the front end was better but it was still just frustrating. I think the CSS and trying to merge that with the JavaScript and merge that with the the HTML was just burning me out. And right. I wasn't enjoying it. Um, this uh, and yeah, you can do the back end with C sharp as well, but again, it's web design.
0: <laughs> so there was something that was painful to you. It was so
1: no, I, it, it wasn't fun, you know. It wasn't right. fun anymore. You know, doing the game design that was fun. So, so
0: I I don't know but, if you guys saw but kevin cates came in and kevin i was telling josh who doesn't have a last name i mean he does have a last name but not on here there's two Josh, not josh lewis they both maybe are a little follically challenged we can't hear you buddy your things muted a bottom left hand corner there okay there you go so you know that facebook group for teachers for graphic design teachers yes ma'am so josh neck well he's in a blue shirt he um wants to join so his last name is gooch but i don't know how to spell that <laughs> so Just anyway Kev- kevin oh there he did so kevin is one of the administrators of that group so kevin tell us a little bit about you so that er- you won't know anybody else but we will know you so tell us about you
9: okay well i'm uh uh <clears throat> i am a uh, associate professor of design at ua little rock little rock arkansas kind of the sole graphic design professor here which is not very fair to the students i think uh they're not getting a full experience but that's not my problem uh, everybody but uh um i've been uh, uh i've been in uh education for about uh 12 years 13 this is my 13th year i've been a designer for about 20 22 years just pretty much doing everything uh i don't really loves
0: letterpress
9: I do. Yeah. And actually, that's kind of been my thing right now as I'm studying as an apprentice under uh, John Horn, who is a um, a letterpress artist here and owns the largest wood type collection in the United States next to Hamilton. And so I'm an apprentice with him. And that's kind of where I'm forgetting that I have to do all this other stuff because I just want to letterpress, do nothing else. So uh, big, big love there. Uh, Been doing it for about seven months. So yeah, kind of all over the place.
0: What did he teach you that you told us at that conference that just was so funny? Can you share that with us?
9: Uh, oh
0: it was what he said to you. It was.
9: Was it, was it about kerning?
0: I think so.
9: <laughs> about, well, I don't know. It's uh, the about uh, people that kern. Is that what you're talking about? I don't
0: remember. Well, I just remember it was so like, you could not believe that man said that to you. Or no, he said, and you've been a designer for 20 years or something and you don't know. Yeah. He's just very,
9: um, yeah, he, he pretty much, he's a, he's a grumpy old man, uh, but he's brilliant. And he pretty much every time I see him, he puts me down. Uh, he, he, he just rips me to shreds every time I see him. Uh, I was designing one day I was working. I'm not really good with color. I'm a horrible color. I, I like pantones, but I really don't know color palettes very well. And it's a big weakness. So I, I walked in there and I was like, all right, I'm ready to print. I'm ready to do this. He's like, all right, what color do you want? I go, i don't know i'm not sure and he just like slams the stuff down and he just says come and effing get me when you know what color you want and he just like stormed off and i'm like this is what i'm going to be doing for the next four years you know so it was uh but you figure he's one of these kind of people that uh if you want to uh he would rather you do it and mess up than ask him questions he just so i get on there and i've almost broken equipment and i just really quickly shuffle around and you know and then call him in so it's it's been a it's it's a he's he's not a very warm caring person but he's very brilliant he's very loyal so anyway you know that's that's how that is but uh he did make a comment that he said people that Kern type uh are people that would f word sheep so Uh, yeah
0: that's uh, hang on i'll show you these things that you (laughs) letterpress these didn't you these these books
9: yes i did
0: yeah i've just got to find them i think they're over there no they're right here
9: okay
0: so there's a bad word so mom close your eyes (laughs) and if you um i didn't want to use them because they're so neat so he did this one (laughs) (laughs) which i think is funny
6: i love that um, it's
9: so
0: on the back (laughs) it says Draplin, I can't read it because it's backwards for me. But Yeah, I
9: Draplin Wisdom letterpress printed on Safety Orange. Yeah, uh, Shooting Star Press is where I'm actually working. But John told me never to put Shooting Star on there because he didn't want people to think that he did the work, which doesn't really make it sound like anything you're doing is very good. Yeah, this, this is was... the
0: other one. Yeah. I think it's funny. Uh, so <laughs> Kevin made these. I don't know if these are for sale, Kevin, right?
9: No, I, I made a batch of about 100 of each, and I just gave them out. Uh, and then I found out that I was totally, why didn't you sell them? Cause I, I realized that I have to, Oh, that's my little, uh, mean, uh, possum logo that I found this little blog for. I was like, I'm putting that on everything.
0: So, so from, from logo. this, I'm like, I've got to make a beaver. I've got to make yeah. a little, cause I was like, oh, Kevin, did you draw that? He's like, no, I just that's, found it.
9: And I yeah, it was like hundred years old. Draw your own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Send me a, give me a beaver and we'll, We'll make a woodcut out of it. And, uh, did you see her...
0: my beaver that Carly made? Look, that's Carly good. did you there? Did you... Yeah,
9: that's when I – I know. <laughs> I walked right into that. I go, what the heck are we watching here? <laughs> <laughs>
8: this
9: is so cool. That's so awesome. And in that scene, she's talking about the depth of field of the photo. And... I
0: know. Yeah. It, it was really... good. Yeah, really cool. So, uh, Josh, there's somebody in um... – uh, Daniel Sole, he's on in the chat, not live, but he's in North Carolina, also, I believe, in Charlotte. No, nope, in Chapel Hill. Daniel, you'll have to remind me. I always want to. He just says hello. He answers <laughs> from any of those, but he's also—I uh, don't know if he's ever gone to UCDA, but that would be another. I think uh, in Chapel Hill. So um, and so, Josh is near to Charlotte. So uh, Jeremy Rivers is also here in the chat he works at the Y in Charlotte, not like as a gym wiper sweater, but like as a designer. <laughs> so um, it's always good to know that there are other people, I think that they're around. So uh, Carly and Taylor aren't that far away from each other. And me and Lorenzo are close physically, and Carol and Naomi are closer physically. So it's good to know that we're all surrounded. I thank you guys so much for giving me a little insight into who you are and for to sharing a little bit about where you've pivoted or where you've struggled. Hopefully it helped. Hopefully it's nice to kind of see each other's faces. I think. Mm-hmm. Thanks. you. Yeah. <laughs> so it, and I'm going to say this again. So me and Carol Ann are in a mastermind group with three Jody, Kim and uh, man, I'm like blanking. For other
4: people,
0: so I'm just going to put people together. So, what I I have some questions that I'm going to ask. I'm going to send you a little form. It's like ten questions, and then I'm going to try to place you with somebody who. So, one of the things, like Carolyn's been in the industry for how long, Carolyn?
5: Um, if you count my internship, like eleven years.
0: So ten years. 10. So, then, so then, like me and Jody worked in Denver together, and um, Karina is probably in between, and then Kim and um, Arlene are, they've been. So I think you are the youngest of us in the industry, right? But it's okay. Like, I think it's good. I think there are things that Carol Ann knows that I don't know for sure. And then there are always, so I don't believe it needs to be a group of all the same people at the same level. So I'm just putting some people together who said that they wanted to be together. So if you're interested, so Daniel says AIGA in Raleigh. Sometimes um, he, uh, anyway, mostly the Raleigh InDesign user group, but he has done some AIGA events. Um, but I do think getting together with other physical people is really important. I do think that there's other things that uh, I know Brian White who had to leave early. He does with Prayer for Designers or. A lot of us go to Creative South. I would definitely encourage you guys to do that. I've told Kevin for years to go, but he clearly doesn't believe me.
9: I want to go so bad. I just can't stand myself. But I'm like, I have to pick and choose where I go. And would it's you like, like to a... go
0: make that old man yell at you.
9: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. Exactly. I got to get down. I hear amazing stuff about it. I've heard from someone else over the weekend about it. It's just, yeah, it sounds fabulous. But I'm working on it. April, right?
0: It is. It's right
9: the 10th the through the calendar. 14th yeah kevin it, get down to cs i know i'm working on it believe me it's on my radar i really want to go i just gonna have to make it naomi happen, so.
0: what's your question
3: so i mentioned that i'm in this like weekly accountability group is there like what is the mastermind because i've never been part of a mastermind and i hear that word all the time and i'm part of this like weekly think check-in thing but is there a difference in what a mastermind is to
0: so we i I don't. We're probably doing it wrong, but this is how we do it. <laughs> we meet every, so you could meet every week, but sometimes that's a lot of a commitment. I'll, we're yeah. in four four different time zones. Yeah, yeah, because Jody's a Mountain, they're Pacific. I'm Central, and Kim and Arlene are in um, Florida, in Eastern. So it's hard for us. So we do uh, once every two weeks, and we started out just showing portfolio or showing, telling what we are working on, and kind of just getting to know each other. And I do okay. think that that's important for a certain amount of time, but then there are some things that I've said, Hey, I want to work on, or there's um, something that, and now it's not every time, but we kind of have a, a list of things. So that's how I would structure it. Obviously you can do whatever you want to do, but it's small. So six people is the max because sometimes with accountability, you can f- full, ugh, fall through the cracks if it's more than six, five's mm-hmm. probably the perfect one. Um, time but there have been times that we've just had to take time off because we're like there are some weeks that we just can't meet and so sometimes we meet once a month but ideally we're talking and we have a slack group that's just for us so we can share there have been times where uh Karina's worked on things I've worked on things Carol Ann's worked on things and then you're pulling and Jody's doing just stuff with her church and so it's not um Really, for clients, she does these amazing etching, like hand etches these keys with these lettering that's just freaking amazing. But she doesn't want to do that. You know, she's like really uh, feels like God's calling her to do something else. And so, um, so we're all in different kind of places, but it it just really works good. I feel like we get something out, and I learned what Carol Ann's doing from whatever. And it's, sometimes it's just good to have different eyes on your work because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know if. When you get out of school, there's not that just for sure these people are going to have good opinions, you know, or or who do I ask unless they're at your work. But if you're like us and you're a lonely only, or you're one of only three, or you're trying to do stuff with your side business at night, you need somebody to get some fresh eyes on it. And so I've had a lot of people who wanted to, it is accountability. We probably don't do as much goal setting maybe as we need to but sometimes it's just like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this about life or I'm struggling with this about a pricing or contracts. And so we just share that information. It's, it's just kind of mutual a safe, mentorship. Yeah. And kind of a safe place to, to talk about whatever you're dealing with, I guess. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, well, Kevin, I'm glad you could pop in at the end. Um, Taylor, I will never say you live in Indiana, (laughs) Uh, now that I know you work at the University of Illinois, and Josh, I'm really glad, so you'll have to do like Josh G or something when you pop in, so that I know for sure that it's you, so I'm really glad, and so Kevin, you're going to get him on that Facebook group, you'll have to be friends with him first, so Kevin, Kate, so now you guys can be friends with me, and friends with
9: i'll make
7: that
0: sacrifice and so ryan's <laughs> back so or uh, yeah or else um um <laughs> doc says so lorenzo um i'm glad me and you are both in alabama i'm glad that you at least enjoy doing the c sharp for uh other uh, for the gaming i think it's cool to just have something that you're really passionate that you'd want to stay up till two in the morning doing. i love yeah. so so Thank you guys for coming on screen with me. really, you have no idea how much that means to me, so that I wasn't alone so anyway, and just give a big prayer for adam and uh yeah, so Mark says Jason is the loveliest and he has the best hair i well i he does have good hair i guess mark i don't I guess I don't notice um but anyway, we'll see him next week and so thank you guys for coming Michael and regime and Jeremy and Ann and Amy and Alan and everybody who's in here and Jordan who I didn't get to say hey to and Verdewe. Um just thanks for thanks for coming and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for setting it up, Diane. Thanks. Bye. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about a couple ways you can support the channel, the show, and the podcast. One, you can get extra content delivered to you to patrons only by going to patreon.com slash Diane Gibbs. You can pick your method of how you want to give and pick your amount. And then my favorite way to build websites has changed a little bit recently. Um, I am now using the Elementor plugin with the Divi theme, which I'm going to share both of those with you in just a second. Um, The Elementor plugin works with almost any theme. It makes almost any theme invincible. This plugin has changed the way that I've been able to design websites it is seriously a game changer. I fell in love with it after using it to build a website from scratch, and I'm now using it to update the design recharge, the Recharging new website. So I'm using it with a different theme. And this is WordPress. So if you're not using WordPress, I don't think this is a good one for you. But hopefully, if you are, this is a game changer. It Not only was it doing the custom CSS code for me so that I didn't have to worry about that, it was also allowing me to work at such a faster speed that was just such a such a game changer. I was, I think, I was able to finish the site ten times faster. I finished the site um, multiple pages in about ten hour or ten. I don't know if it was ten hours. It was more than ten hours, probably, because I was learning how to use this thing. But I really think I could get one done in about ten hours, ten to fifteen, depending on how big the site was, of course. And now I am loading this plugin to all my client sites because it will be so much easier for me to update. I can also teach them a little bit easier how to update it if they feel confident to do that on their own, where other plugins fell short um, or have kind of been that I had to load so many things in, now I don't need that. I just need Elementor. I am using the Ultimate add-ons as well. I don't have an affiliate link to that, but I haven't really utilized that as much as I would like, so I'll let you know about that a little later. The other thing that was just so, such common sense, it was easy to use and implement. I did the site over the Christmas break, and which was about a week and a half. So you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot slash dr elementor my favorite theme of course which i've told you about before is to use with the elementor is the divi theme there are some youtubes out there that show how to combine those two i really do still enjoy the divi it gives you complete control Um, if you want this i do i purchased the lifetime plan which was 250 dollars I believe that's the same price it is now and you can, for the lifetime, you never have to pay a renewal fee every year, which it's about, I think, $80. So you would get to 250 really quick. So might as well just do the 250 and then you can put it on as many websites as you want. I really do love that theme. It is a based off of a grid system. And now I need one theme and I can do so many custom sites. Every site I do for a client is custom. It's based on what they need. It allows me to use strategy and customize for their needs instead of trying to adjust a theme that already exists. And the last thing that I love that I use every day is Audible. Audible has changed me, it's changed my business and it's changed my life. I listen to more books than I physically read nowadays. I listen when I work out, when I mow, when I have a long commute, when I'm in the car, um, driving to see parents or going to a conference. I've been able to listen to books at those times. And these books and this app has really helped my business to grow. I have the gold membership, which allows me to get for, I think, $14.95. I get one credit, one book a month. So you buy one book with one credit and I can usually finish about one book um, a month. They do have a lot of um, things that are they'll offers that'll do you get three books for $33, which you can't even buy a book for $11 anymore. You really can't buy a book for fourteen ninety five, which is what you're getting it for. And a lot of time it's read by the author. There's a lot extra that comes in it that, you just wouldn't get and if there was a PDF with the book and it went on to show something you still get that PDF. You can still print it out and do whatever works workbook or activities the book was talking about, which I really, really enjoy. So if you want to try Audible and you with this link you get two free books. You can go to bitly slash design recharge. Leave me a comment and that's it. These are all Um, just to disclose, these are all affiliate links. So you, that means if you click on the link and purchase an item, I will receive an affiliate commission. So that's it. Those are ways to support the show. Thanks.